Welcome, and thank you for tuning in to another episode of We Should Start a Podcast. This week, we'll be discussing playlists, fashion, adjusting to adult life, and you'll hear which two members of the podcast were down bad this week. Live from the moon, uh-huh. Live from the moon, it's me, you know. Sipping on that drink. <laughs> Sipping on my drink. Well, what, kind of, what kind of beer you got today? One with Shiner. Is that a summer ale? No, it's just a Shiner, the original. I guess I guess you could call it a summer ale. I don't know. But, you know, Texas it either is or it is not. So, no, you can call that. <laughs> I don't know beer classifications like that, man. Yo, tell me about that wine, bro. Got some wine. Y'all talking about beer, but grape I'm juice. Here drinking. Yeah, some grape Yo, juice. What kind of grape <laughs> juice? I got, nah, I got. Nah, this, this some, um, this some Lambrusco, bro. <laughs> yeah. oh, Bruce, think about you got this. a name on you like that? I got some white wine, some Moscato de Asti. Don't, um, it's a 2020, so it's it's new. It's it's something calm. All right, Khalil, what you got? I got a beer on me today. Um, it's not your ordinary beer. Shout out Sloop. <laughs> Shout out Sloop. No free ads. Uh, uh, Nick, what about you? No free ads. No whiskey sour. That's the go-to. But when I run out to rehydrate, I do have the Sloop on deck. Oh, so, nah. He's got it ready. <laughs> a double ad. Wow. Don't hear me crack at some point. Hey, I brought up I brought up four beers for the entire podcast, and I'm already through two of them. <laughs> we, we might be without Michael Ryan for, yeah, for a second. <laughs> yeah. When the, when it hits, it'll hit. Nah, four okay. is light work for Michael. It's calm, bro. It's calm. Yeah, four is calm for him. Super light. That's a warm up. I fell asleep on the couch last night. <laughs> <laughs> there we go. That's how you know. All right, guys. Well. Let's talk about playlists. Let's talk about playlists. So there are some people, have you noticed, that have a plethora of playlists for a variety of different scenarios. So when they're working out, they got the playlist. They got the pregame playlist for Friday, but then they got their Saturday pregame playlist. And I just wanted to know, what what do you guys, how's your playlist situation? Do you, are you one of those people who has a different one for, for every situation? Yeah, I mean... I got, I don't think I have a lot of playlists. Maybe like after talking to you guys about this, figure it out. But I got one, two, three, six, seven, eight, nine, ten. Oh, I got 12 <laughs> playlists. Some of, them are, some of them are old and cringy. Playlists, but Wait, did you make this play, these playlists or did you get yeah, them? Yeah, I made these playlists. Like some of them are oh. like just straight artists. Like when I used to be a chance fanboy, I got a chance. With all the chance songs I like. Pre coloring book. Yeah. Wiz, yeah, okay. yeah. I got a Wiz Khalifa one. I got a Izzy Mars one. <laughs> that Wiz Khalifa one probably goes crazy, low key. Probably some hits on there. What was, oh, was, added, what was that? Yeah. What was the last time you added a song to that Wiz Khalifa playlist? No, been a fat minute, bro. I don't even know. <laughs> it's this an is album. All... <laughs> really some hits. See, I think my I have here is from uh, ONIFC. I don't even know what, the, what is that. It's a great project. Oh. If you know, you know. I do not yeah, know. Yeah, I, I guess I don't know either. I have to admit, I do not know. Yeah, I'm into like that. What, what is it? No, what's ONIFC? What? I, I can't I can't say what the what it stands for. Well, it's not safe for work. Okay. Well, excuse me. <laughs> but um, uh, on my <laughs> end, yeah, on my end, mine's a little not exactly similar to Michael Ryan's, but I have 
shout out to Apple Music because they don't curate all your artists under one name. So I have like artists like grouped together. So I have all of Drake's songs in a Drake playlist. Because if you were to just go to artists, like you would have songs that are like Drake featuring X that doesn't get featured in like the larger Drake playlist. This is all Apple Music. So problem. frustrating. So yeah, good. yeah. So I have playlists of like specific artists with all their songs grouped together. And then outside of that, I have a New York drill music playlist. That's cool. Have, uh, wait, 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 can you drop that playlist? <laughs> it's really just a bunch of sleepy hollow. I have uh damn, where what are the albums on this? Yeah, let me let me pull that up. It has uh some sleepy hollow, it has like all the it has all the sleepy hollow on my phone, all the little TJ on my phone. Um do I have anything besides that? No, probably not. I probably my problem with playlists is I'll start them, but I'll never finish them. Like I'll have yeah. one yeah. first drop of all the music that I have in it, and then I'll never update it. Yeah, no, I, I that's my problem is I have a lot of incomplete playlists. Like, yeah, a ton. like if, if we're counting all the playlists I have, I probably have like fifty plus just on things that like fifty plus. Problem. I mean, yeah, just like things that I was I was thinking yeah. about getting into, so I added some. It's like they don't even have names. I just randomly. And I was like, I'm just going to try to throw a bunch of songs with this vibe in there. Um, And then after a while, I kind of just kind of stopped doing it. Yeah, I have a a few playlists like that. Like I have a LSAT hype playlist. I have have a a COVID work playlist. (laughs) Random, like very small situational ones that I just never built on. Those are going to be time capsules in like 20 years. It'd be like, this is my COVID hype playlist. Like back in the day. When I couldn't go outside, I would listen to this and get hype in my room. Yeah, I have a COVID mixtape for sure. (laughs) Oh, I see one is uh, the one, uh, shout out to the artist formerly known as KJB with the Crib Collection Mix, Apartment 22. I have that on my phone still. (laughs) (laughs) That's a good, like, I see it personally. I don't make playlists. A lot of times when I listen to music, I'll listen to albums. So kind of the, the playlist is a great change of pace. That said, I do encourage my friends, KJB in particular, to make playlists because I need them in my life, but I don't want to make them. So I could just just gas him up. If he's making a playlist, he'll drop a track like one-on-one with me and I'll say, wow, that's that's fire. That's a great, like throw it on the playlist. And Mm -hmm. that'll just give him steam to keep going. Uh, But I will say Apple Music does the top 25 by city. And I think that's really cool because a lot of this stuff kind of travels... You know, a lot of it's commercial, so you're going to hear it anywhere, but there's also a, a local flavor. So you get in Atlanta, you get a lot of Atlanta rappers and like Memphis, you get a lot of Memphis rappers. So New I York, did not York. know Apple Music did that. Yeah, what if you live in like South Dakota? South Dakota rappers? <laughs> That'd be crazy. <laughs> probably go crazy. Yeah, that could be wild. That's why you need a playlist for it. Yeah. Shout out to South Dakota, too. I don't mean any. That's no beef to South Dakota. Yeah, shout out to all uh, of If you're a South Dakota rapper listening right now, tap in, bro. We're trying, to- <laughs> <laughs> We're trying to sponsor you. Tap in. Illinois right now. I don't know what you would rap about in South Dakota. So, I don't think uh, I've ever, every single time, maybe it's because I'm on Apple Music and Spotify is better with it, but every time I try to go to like their like prescribed playlist, stuff that they set up for the public to go and listen to, they're always so ass. Oh. <laughs> so i just don't bother going so i don't i didn't know that they do 
top 25 by cities because I just don't even go there anymore. I think that's a recent thing too. Right, that's probably a recent thing. We were putting people on. Shout out Apple okay. Music. I do listen to <laughs> my personal. <laughs> I do listen to my personal uh, top 25 a lot when I'm just like doing chores and stuff. I think I think Apple like counts how many times you're like you've played a song and they just order it by most that's people. how they get your like um i mean spotify calls it your raps i don't know what apple music calls it but at the end of the year that's how they get your thing oh you're, yeah you're- yeah yeah very true very true but they like keep they maintain a top 25 playlist for you so like songs that you listen to more automatically that's like, cool get moved up so i listen like, to that a lot to but wait, what you they'd be like sean you listen to Jaden every single day this week i mean Jaden <laughs> is my most listened to yeah. song right now. Are there any? Is Jaden in every playlist? Are there any artists that are in uh, all you got? Like pretty much damn near all your playlists. I feel like Drake for a lot of people. All yeah. The podcast. No, Drake is, like isn't in a lot of my playlists. I feel like whenever whenever I make a playlist, I try to build out a playlist with artists that I don't normally listen to. Yeah, like, that's it. Yeah. Moment and just preserve that. And so in order to do it, it's usually songs that. I'm here in a situation that I've never heard before, and I'm like, dang. Or just songs that really fit a certain scenario. And I was going to say, too, like on the earlier point of like having a or building out your playlist over time, I think it's it's hard to put a cap on a playlist because you have so many songs that will be released over time that fit within a certain theme. And that's what building the playlist, at least to me, is just kind of like fitting a bunch of songs in a certain theme or trying to capture a moment. And it just keeps going. It makes it tough. It's like a living project. And that's yeah. See, yeah. That, my problem is, like I said before, I was like, I'll, I'll, I'll do that and never return. Well, maybe that's a spin zone. <laughs> I know. Saying it's not finished, you can just say it's a living project. And yeah. True. You know. True. So well, I, I know you're more. Yeah, that's a good point. I like podcast. that better. Yeah. Podcasts, I mean, released a fair share of playlists to the public because you can publish them now on Apple Music. I and I appreciate that. Um, Music apps nowadays have made community like made communities of the space that way you can do things like this and have people like basically just spread your vibe in a way. Playlists from other people too that are amazing. So I do hear Spotify is better for playlists than Apple Music though. Yeah, I've heard that too. Yeah. Yeah. It's a cool way to get to know somebody. Like if you can just tap into their playlist, that's you know. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Wait, you can't do that on Apple Music? You can. You could like friend them and see what music they listen to, but can, does that work for playlists as well? Yeah, you can also pull up people's playlists. Oh, wow. But can you like search? Because I know like in Spotify, like you would just make your playlist public and then like people yeah, just search. You can do that too. You can search a playlist. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Work. But yeah. I feel like like yeah, on the top of like music and artists and all that. Did you see what like all the all the fits Kanye was wearing <laughs> like in his Sonator, uh, yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. Just like throughout that whole thing, I feel like his the jacket he had on Thursday night was tough. Yeah. Actually, that whole fit was kind of tough. I guess yeah. he was, so. The whole situation <laughs> would be tough if you really zoom yeah. out. I like yeah. the way artists are kind of building um, characters into their albums. It seems like Kanye is kind of starting to do that. Like the way he's shown up with the red puffer and the and the ski mask, and then, or it's not even a ski mask. What is it? It's just like a I don't even know, just like a mask. Stalking, yeah. Mm-hmm. The weekend did that for he was the the dude in the red and the red tux. I think it was right. Yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah, that's a cool. Yeah. That's a cool thing for an album. Yeah, no, no, I I definitely agree. That's definitely a cool thing to do for an album. Um, but that kind of also feeds nicely into our next topic, which is fashion. 
Um, I'm interested to hear from you guys how your fashion sense has evolved over time. Um, and more specifically, from the time you're in college to where you're at now. For me? I don't know. I've never been good at fashion, you know, man. I, I, I'm not good like that. But I, my shit has changed. Oh, I'll tell you so short. Yeah, I guess. <laughs> I got the Cowboys jersey on, though, so that's that's high fashion. Yeah, you're, not, you're not doing it. <laughs> <laughs> but I think, like, for me, most of my fashion comes from what my friends are wearing. So I get kind of like, I'm in, I like see what they're wearing. I'm like, oh, I kind of like that. I kind of like that. And then maybe I'll go buy something similar to that. Like in college, since like half of Syracuse is from New York and they're always wearing black clothes, I started buying a lot of more black clothes. Now, like down here, I haven't really, I haven't really changed that much, but like some of my boys that I work with, like they're big into going vintage shopping and getting like old tees and stuff like that. So that's what I've been doing. Yeah. Thrifting. So I've been doing that. Mm-hmm. Brooklyn's a good spot for that. I have like a lot of people in Brooklyn that I am connected to talk about going thrifting, but I've never been. I should. That's something we should do. I feel like the I feel like the nice thing about thrifting is that you're picking through pieces that have been validated by someone else. So you can buy mm-hmm. something that you know that somebody else was like, "Woof, this is hot." So it can be hot on you as well. That's a good point. I really appreciate that about thrifting. I yeah. think for me, it's it's kind of like once you leave college and you start working, you see people around you that have nicer things. Because in college, nobody is, nobody's fully dripped out. People wear hoodies everywhere, sweats everywhere. Like it's super casual. So once you start going to work every day, you see people who have disposable income who are getting themselves nice things. And then you kind of sort of want that. I know that's how it felt for me. And you have money to spend. I remember in college, I'd have like 11.63 and I'm like, I need this to last two meals and I'm going out tomorrow. So how are we going to make that work? And now I have a disposable income. So it changes things. Yeah, yeah I think yeah, the disposable income is super helpful in terms of just being able to follow your visions for what you have in mind for your style. Because I feel like in college, you were definitely limited by the fact that you didn't just have like a big enough budget if you were into fashion. And I've always personally been into fashion. So I've had like different visions in mind of different fits I would want to wear in different situations. And now you get to really explore those as you are an adult and have a budget. So I really appreciate that. Speaking to the budget point, especially for me, I've always been someone that's been interested in fashion or at least dressing nicer and whatnot, but I've never really had the funds to do so. Like Nick was saying in college, it's like, I'm going to use my money for, you know, eating and going out really. So all the clothes I would wear would be either the football apparel I got for free or the same stuff like I wore in high school. And I feel like as the older I've gotten, the more I've moved away from like funnier clothes. Like I, I dropped a lot of the, the you mean funny clothes, yeah. like clothes that have like graphic tees on them and like, like you look funny. No, <laughs> funny jokes and stuff like that. And you know, so you're, you're, you're talking about the pause shirt, the shirt that's like Jaws, but it's a cat. Well, yeah, no, yeah, but yeah, thank yeah. you for that's telling me how you feel about that. That's it's a classic, bro. That's not what I was really referring to, but thank thank you for letting me know how you feel about that. Uh, well, I like that shirt. <laughs> but yeah, moving away from clothes like that, moving away from clothes like that, essentially. Yeah, I feel like also being in New York kind of, uh, it's definitely giving me inspiration. I feel oh, like just boy. like walking oh, around dude. and. When we're in the Uber and we're going to like so, you know, McCarran Park in Brooklyn or we're going into Manhattan, one of my favorite things to do is to people watch and just see the fashion because everybody has all the like all these unique styles and it's really 
some people really rock it a lot. I mean, everybody does their thing and it's cool to see all the different, the different tastes you could put on it. Yeah. yeah. Plus thing, one nice thing about being in the city too, is that we have a bunch of boutiques. So you can find a bunch of just inspired pieces that you really can't find in other places. So that's another nice thing. I like exploring that a lot because it helps you kind of find those subtle things. Like you'll see and, and you'll be inspired by different fits, but you know how you can't find all the right pieces that fit exactly within a fit sometimes. Like you're just kind of plugging and playing a little bit. I feel like since we live in a city, now we get a chance to explore boutiques that really focus in on doing like one or two things really nice. And so you can start to find those perfect pieces for yourself. When you go shopping, are you more looking to construct an outfit or are you kind of looking for just pieces that you like? A little bit of Make an outfit from from that. I think of it more as if I see something, I start to think, okay, I could wear that with these pants I have and that might look good with, that might look good with this shoe I have or this hoodie or whatever. So I try to, if I see something I like, see if I could compare it to things that I already got in my closet. That's very macro of you. I feel like I'm, maybe that's where I struggle with this, but I'm going and seeing piece by piece. Sometimes there's things that I, I have on my list that I know that I want. And it's just a matter of trying to come across that lately, at least. It's like there are things that you you target that you want to get and you're going to try to find that as opposed to finding a full outfit. Yeah, I think it's a little bit of both for me. Like there are times when I'm definitely out shopping for a fit. And I guess that can sometimes be situational. Also sometimes just finishing out a point in my closet that I'm trying to fill out. But there are other times too, where I'm just out and I'm not looking for anything in particular, but I find something nice and then I'll pick that up. But then I feel like that kicks off the process of then trying to then fill out the outfit and finish it. Have you guys ever, ever, uh, when you were just out wandering around and you saw something that you like, damn, this would be fire and you bought it and then you instantly regretted it. <laughs> Never worn it. 100%. I just yeah, ordered a bunch of clothes and I, I hate all of the shirts. And um, <laughs> this is the problem. I, I want to send them back, but the process of boxing them again and sending them back, I've just kept them in my closet for the last month or so. So I need to check the return policy because I'm caught up. Are, are they too big? Let me see those shirts. Hold on. <laughs> yeah now the only time i like have regrets is when i order online and then it gets here and then i'm like oh this is it's either it doesn't fit this is not really what i it's just not what i was expecting yeah but in online. terms of like being at the store and then buying something and then later being like oh like why'd i spend this much money or like oh like damn i actually don't want this i don't think that's really happened at least not at, since i was in college i feel like maybe in college i bought something and like i was uh, later, I was just like, damn, this is kind of stupid. I don't want this. <laughs> but um, I've definitely bought something I've won it once in college. That's for sure. There's yeah. a lot of like trends in college that yeah. you might find at a tailgate that are not applicable anywhere else except for a tailgate. So you're like, damn, I'm not in college anymore. I don't know what to do with this shirt, you know? Bro, people would spend bread on jerseys. Yeah, the retro jerseys? <laughs> yeah, yeah, from like AliExpress because each one was 20, but you had to have the like the throwback um, John Stockton and you had to have the 1993 All-Star right. Game. Shag. Right, the, the jersey that you pulled up to in the tailgate, like that's, everyone's like, damn, that's fire. You know, like the high school jerseys too, when people started to do that, it was, oh, yeah, but it was hard to keep up. You know? People, oh, I thought, I thought you meant people brought like their own small town high school jersey. <laughs> I was like, where in the world did you see something rocking like <laughs> Northern Iowa State or some, some random high school type thing? What would you guys say like completes an outfit for you? 
Yeah, I guess that's tough because maybe it's not just one thing. Um, like, maybe most integral part of an outfit, the, the thing you feel like you can't get wrong. <laughs> I feel like I always focus on my shoes too much. Yeah. 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 I don't really have that many shoes. I feel for some reason in my mind, I think that shoes are the thing that completes an outfit. Even though most of the time people don't even see your shoes. If you're at a bar, no one's like looking down like, Mm-hmm. but do you think they notice if your shoes are like crazy yeah i feel like if maybe your shoes don't fit yeah like it's something that's more noticed when they're not right versus when they are right because back to your early point uh michael ryan with the shopping regret most of my shopping regret is when i buy something thinking it'll work with something and then it doesn't work out and that happens all the time with like shoes I'll think something looks good with a pair of shoes and I'll put the outfit together and it just doesn't. I'll be like, damn, I really, I really bombed this because it doesn't come all together. So I think like the little accents really tie a whole outfit together. Yeah. Let me say it to you, Michael, you were, you were kind of self-deprecating at the beginning saying you don't really do fashion well, but when you were in New York and we went out that night, your fit low key went crazy. Like you look good, bro. we you saw the great, pictures bro. and I was like, damn, like Michael Ryan, Michael Ryan knew what he was doing. Yeah, he was definitely selling himself short when he's yeah. Yeah. That's because I, I was getting bullied, you know, from, from friends about my clothes. So <laughs> you guys are still It's a big come up, you know. Have you gone shopping recently? Have you done a, like a, a big haul recently? Has anybody done I haven't yet, but I will be within the next month because the fall season is coming and you always gotta get ready. The yeah, fall and the spring. The fall and the spring, two big seasons. If you guys had the if you guys had to categorize like your outfit type, your general aesthetic, what would what would it what would it be? I'm into the subtleties, honestly. Like I don't have anything that's too flashy. But like, name it. Is that is that you know corporate casual? Like you don't actually dress up in corporate casual, but it's like you know, is it athleisure? Is well, it Mike had sent through fancy? stuff about like about like accessories, like chain sort of thing, like this, like. This chain, I felt like that was almost targeted. This this is subtle as far as they go. Mm-hmm. And I want like subtle accents. Like I don't have a, a shirt that has crazy graphics, maybe just like a little pattern, but like nothing crazy, nothing that's super eye-catching, but the subtlety is what makes it what makes the trip, you know. So in terms of subtle, you are are you a ring guy? Are you are you big on accessories, like little little subtleties? I like Never. rings. I just don't know how to wear them yet. The last time I went to Ireland, I bought a ring this like it's this it's sick it's this silver clatter ring it's got like irish stuff on it and i've worn it twice i just don't know how to pull off like a ring so so our third our third roommate zach the way he puts rings on the way he accessorizes his outfits unlike anything i've seen bro he he will make up just like a black shirt and jeans which is like could be cool He'll make it super cool. The way he comes out with his, I mean, that's crazy. Yeah. And I was going to say, too, I feel like accessories on the other point is the thing that really completes and rounds out an outfit. Because you, you're you always going to need a good shirt. You're always going to need a good pair of pants. You're always going to need a good pair of shoes. But you don't always need accessories. And so sometimes it's about recognizing, like, what's the right amount of accessories? Like, which accessories fit the outfit best and so on and so forth so i feel like accessories is the biggest point that sometimes gets overlooked as well because it is after the fact but yeah zach knows how to accessorize very well yeah shout out zach 
No, I like it. I've been I've been trying to get into rings, but like I, I feel the same with you guys. I, I but I can't really pull them off. I feel like, but definitely chains. I love chains. Yeah, chains are in there. Yeah, layers on them too. Every I love chains. A chain can a chain can change your whole outfit completely. Yeah, totally. it can. It just makes everything look a little bit more intentional. Speaking of accessories, it's the perfect little accessory, the perfect accent to an outfit. Yeah, exactly. I think intentional is a good word because even if you're wearing like a t-shirt and joggers like you throw a chain on top of it it's a little it's a little nicer it's a little more put together it feels like yeah and in other situations too it's like just a good piece to bring attention to an all-around good fit so you can really just have yourself by having a good sometimes you can let the chest out a little bit and yeah exactly exactly. yeah yeah no i like chains kjb sean uh, michael ryan you guys have glasses do you guys think about think about that like when you're trying to glasses shopping or when you're shopping for clothes like is this going to go with the glasses? Is that like an extra added element that you guys have? 100%. I think of it when I go shopping for glasses. I try to find glasses that are, that could work with a lot of different things because I'm not, I'm not going to be changing my glasses every, every, with every outfit. So I try to get something that could work with a lot. But in terms of matching stuff to it, I mean, my glasses are kind of gold-ish, so it matches my chain. But like outside of that, I don't really go for matching nah. glasses nah yeah i would i mean i've worn glasses my whole life so yeah. at any point i've always had at least like you know a pair and then a backup pair of glasses on me and i feel like today i try and find two different distinct pairs of glasses that way i can have two different aesthetics so like i have this pair of glasses and then i have another pair that are a little like slightly different so it's a slightly different look and it allows me to you know present myself in a few different ways with different fits so I definitely do play around with the glasses and then I have contacts too. And that's a whole, yeah. whole another experience. When he comes out of the, when he comes out with contacts, you know, it's going to be a crazy night. Like yeah. that's, <laughs> that's a different KJB. Different Taylor, Taylor KJB. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> Yo, how do you feel about people who wear the fake glasses? Um, because uh, they do it for it's a fashion thing at that point, right? It's one thing if you have reading glasses because I get that, but it's another thing if you're just wearing glasses just to wear them, it's fraudulent. That's like a high school thing, I feel like. If you're still doing that, I feel uh, like it's very cumbersome to wear. Also, to like, you, know, you have your- party glasses that like are very, I don't know, it just you're talking about like the thick black frame, yeah, 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 yeah it like just that. seems unnecessary. <laughs> 100%. Very, very inauthentic, like you said. A lot of people wish they had glasses, so they'll yeah. go and like find an excuse to get glasses. Yeah, sort of. yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. I'm running into that problem now where like I'm getting surgery, I'm getting LASIK in a couple weeks. Yeah. And I'm like, this conversation just made it pop in my mind. It's like, I got some fits that look good with glasses. Now I'm not yeah. going to. There's no need for me to wear glasses. So what am I gonna become that fraud that wears oh, fake glasses? It's oh, a big question. Oh, I mean, now if I see if I see you wearing glasses after the surgery, I'm gonna call you out. Yeah. yeah. That's <laughs> Mike's another one. When he comes out and he's and he's wearing contacts, like it's gonna be a it's gonna be a good night. Yeah, yeah. Different night. Sean, are you you're not a big contacts person? You you like you like the glasses. Your glasses are also very like stylish, very you. Like, yeah, yeah. Like that's a big part of your um Exactly. After Michael Ryan said that, I was kind of thinking because my doctors have always said that I should get LASIK one day. And I think if I do that, like I've lived literally my whole life with glasses on, like I feel weird not wearing glasses at least most of the week. I don't know. I'm not a big contacts guy because they always make my eyes dry. 
Um, it just makes me feel uncomfortable. So I only wear them if I like have to, but no, nah, yeah, I get, I try to get nice stylish glasses because I wear them a lot, you know? So I feel mm-hmm. like we're brushing over though. We're talking a lot about glasses, but we haven't touched on sunglasses. Oh, yeah. yeah. I was going to say like to the point of uh, having glasses, having contacts, you open yourself up to sunglasses too, especially in days where you're outside. Like, oof, that's a, sometimes it's a necessary piece, but sometimes it's a great piece to just add to your style. Have you shopped for sunglasses? Yeah. I was in uh, Lenox Mall in Atlanta during All-Star Weekend. And we were, me and some of my boys, we were just shopping around. And we walked in the sunglass store and I bought shades that I wasn't sure about. Then, like, they, they turned out, like, they're fire glasses, fire sunglasses. And I wear them all the time now. I feel like as I've changed my eyeglass aesthetic and that type of frame, my sunglasses frame or, and what I prefer there has changed as well. So... I just have one pair of the classic Ray-Ban like Wayfarers. Yeah, those are nice. I just I feel like those will be timeless. So if I just yeah, get those now, then I can just rock with those. Hopefully, they don't get stolen or lost or something. I'm like, like I'm like the total opposite. I have I always try to find cheap sunglasses because I don't wear my contacts. Like I just said a whole yeah. lot. So. I'm going to the park. I just hope I have some like cheap sunglasses to throw on and like, you know, I'll put my contacts on and boom, cheap sunglasses. So I've never really shopped for expensive sunglasses like that. Do you guys shop for brand for like a name? Nah. Like, I mean, nah. I'll go to the Nike store and buy clothes. Are you talking are you talking about like sunglasses or clothes in general? Uh, clothes I'm, general I'm clothes. talking about like like Ralph Lauren or like yeah, perhaps, uh, yeah, yeah. I mean. Because the name implies a certain style. Yeah. yeah. We went out yeah, yeah. Had a couple weeks just, ago, and, and we, you know, like, there's a, around Soho, there's just, like, a circuit of all these things. And, you know, if it's accessible, you, and you have it, you might as well. Yeah, I feel, I always try to go into Saks, like, a Saks store, Saks on Fifth, or something, and, I like, look at those, like, name brands, and I always want to get them, but... And I'm like, ah, I can't. Way too pricey. Yeah. But there's I these. Like, I don't, I thought like I need the logo. It's not necessarily like, oh, like it's yeah. polo. Like I need, I need the polo um, logo. But it's like, sometimes there is some things that like just fit, like a brand makes and it just fits you better. And it's just like, I don't know. You kind of build that relationship with the brand. After a while, it's like you get most of your pants from there and, and stuff like yeah. that. What, are, what are your brands like that? What kind of brands do you got like that? Me, there's this one um, boutique in Soho. It's on Mulberry Street. Uh, I'm a Leandor, bro. That <laughs> that that. It, I mean, it'll it'll break your bank account for sure. It's definitely expensive, but like on everything they make, I'm like, I feel like that was made for me. Yes. You're actually having an end of season sale right now. Yeah, I saw like forty percent off. Yeah, 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 yeah. You gotta tap yeah. in. But I mean, it's like five hundred fifty dollars for a raincoat, so. 40% yeah. off, like, yeah. I mean, that 40% is <laughs> I mean, it's still, yeah, yeah, it's nice, but it's definitely yeah, expensive. It's but in terms, that's not, like, everyday stuff, obviously. That's, like, kind of what I'm trying to splurge or, like. Yeah. And to yeah. that point, too, I would say that not everything needs to be name brand with that in mind. Like, although sometimes I might shop for name brand things, there are also times where if I'm wearing a white T-shirt, this does not need to be a name brand white T-shirt. Like, it's, it's just another white T-shirt. Sometimes there are things where, you know, a brand might do something very well or, you know, a pair of Nikes will always be a pair of Nikes. And there's just a difference between that and a pair of Adidas. But other times it's very much so that you can mix and match as much as you want. So 
But like what like are your white shirts still name brand though? Like are your I feel like a lot of people get their white shirts, they're still polo. Not really. You know I, mean? I mean, no, not really. Maybe like a white butt down, uh, like a white polo, but that's a white polo butt. Yeah, 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 I feel yeah, like yeah, that's yeah. a difference for me from college. Like I would just get a I would love to have a great t-shirt. It doesn't have to be a name brand, but a brand that does a really good fitting, like durable, like t-shirt, t-shirt. Because plenty of brands do a white t-shirt well. Yeah. Not a lot of brands can do a white polo the way Polo or Ralph Lauren does. That's a good yeah. point. That's a good point. I'm right. off his whiskey. I'll say. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. All right, moving on from moving on from fashion. Um, let's go to the, let's go to our segment, right or wrong. All right, so I'm gonna read out a scenario, and you guys are gonna let me know what you think. If this person is on the right or on the wrong. All right, so friends wanted to go out and eat at a fancy restaurant. This place was well above my usual price range, but I wanted to be social, so I came anyways. I had already had a large lunch, so I didn't want to order much to begin with. I got a small salad dish, still cost $17. My friends started ordering appetizers, and when I say ordering, I mean really ordering. (laughs) By the end of it, they had ordered 10 different appetizers. They saw me not eat much, and I was just focusing on my dish. They kept telling me to try some of the appetizers. Eventually, I relent and tried a fork or two of one of the appetizers. At the end of dinner, they wanted to split the bill for all the appetizers. My bill is coming out to over $65. I complained, saying I didn't want to pay for the cost of all these appetizers. (laughs) I eventually got off paying for it, but but they definitely weren't happy with the situation. Um, Was I in the right or was I in the wrong? It's tough when you say you had a fork or two of the appetizers. Yeah. Oh, you start eating the appetizers, you're a part of the equation. Yeah. yeah. Which is not fair, but like it's the fact as soon as you have a bite, you're you're involved. It's another thing so? if you stood your ground. Yeah, it's another it's a completely different thing if you stood your ground and you ate your salad. Then I would be like, all right, you know what? I saw Which was seventeen dollars. Yeah. Yeah. Hear you. Okay, that's perfect. But once you start tapping into the appetizer, but like what are you? So you didn't, but you didn't have much. You kind of just you. But I see the the problem with that is like, how do they know? You know, you're yeah. at a you're at a group event. They all they saw you do was eat a few freaking. Right. Well, they're playing the replays. And yeah, everybody had a couple of bites of the appetizer. Yeah, you know, right. having one yeah. or two bites. Maybe Sean crushed the calamari. But uh, but but we're calamari, also talking but... about we're also talking about a price difference of seventeen dollars and sixty five dollars. Yeah, I think this all went south when you went to a restaurant out of your price range. No, yeah, yeah. no, 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 no. You gotta have a good time. If everybody's going, you gotta go. Yeah, exactly. And but I think also to say, like to that end, everyone that pulled up must have been on the same page, at least to a certain extent, that they were just gonna go to dinner and then split the bill. And so as to whether or not you felt that in the air and you still decided to go, that's your choice. And then to everyone's point about like doing what everyone else does, the moment you start eating the appetizers to everyone else, it looks like you're on the same page about what everyone mm-hmm. else is doing. So if everyone else is splitting the bill, I totally would understand why everyone would expect you and take issue with the fact that you're not splitting the bill as well, because you bought into everything else except the final point of splitting the bill, which is kind of annoying. It's also um, tough to be the one guy. Like you need your other guy yeah. too to be, a, to be on the same page. There's yeah. multiple people fighting it. It'd be it'd be a little different. But if you are the only person 
saying like, wait, my bill should be different. And they saw you eating the appetizers. <laughs> I don't know, bro. That's, that's tough to be like. And but in the cookie jar. What if your other friends, I guess like it wasn't implied in this, but what if your other friends at the restaurant knew this was low key out of your price range and they're still kind of pushing you to. It's not, I mean, it's not their decision to make though. It's up to you to make at the end of the day. It's not my fault if you decide to come with me to a restaurant. That's true. That you yeah, know, yeah. You, I mean, yeah, yeah. that would be. Like you big, yeah, you're a big boy. <laughs> you know your bank account better than make me. your decision. Yeah, so I think alcohol is the differentiator because, like, if people are getting multiple drinks, mm-hmm. now you're kind of racking up a check. So if I didn't drink at all, maybe I have grounds to say, "Listen, I didn't drink. Like, let's split the bill that way." But once people start getting drinks and maybe you get one and they get like two or three, I don't know. You're in a tough spot. I agree with Nick. If, if it were, if they ordered 10 drinks instead of 10 appetizers, I feel like that person would have been scot-free. They would have been, they would have been able to fight it. Cause even if you took a sip of a drink, that's a lot less. Yeah, that's, and that's a personal thing too. Yeah. yeah. Drinks are way more personal. Appetizers are for the table. Like, exactly. Yeah. yeah. And that, if you order 10, they're for the table. Exactly. And that goes back to the idea of just buying into the situation. You've not. So I think part of it too, is like when you go to a pricey restaurant, they always just, they like those restaurants hate splitting checks and they all, they just kind of encourage us, force you to just put it on one bill. And then when it's on one bill, you kind of like, okay, well, we'll just all make it even and make it easy. An even amount, but it's tough. Like, I get where this person's coming from because they're like, I didn't want to do this. And you guys forced me. Mm-hmm. It sounds like they like just forced him into trying the apps. So I could I could see him just being like, no, nah, I don't want to do that. Like, I didn't. you guys could. He probably told him, like, no, I don't want to, like, get in on this. Um, but they, they like he felt compelled and forced to dive into the apps also. I will say when I was like studying abroad, I was immediately immediately like within a month of being abroad i was super broke mm-hmm. and so we would go out to dinner i you know i buy i bought my ryanair flight which super rocky super uncomfortable you didn't know if you were going to make it but then you did so you were you were grateful and then you go to dinner and these girls and and some of these guys they would order martinis and gnts and like all sorts of drinks and I knew that I was limited, so I would just get dinner, you know, just a plate for my entree. And then they're like, okay, let's split the bill. And it's like, damn, you you got two drinks, an appetizer, and an entree, and I have no money. I have literally still that 1163 in my bank account, you know? Like, that's when it kind of it comes to a spot. It's out of necessity. It's a bad place to be. That that a similar situation actually happened to me before the pandemic. And we went to I like reconnected with some old friends and we went to dinner and they brought some chicks that they were. Uh, I think they lived in their apartment building and everyone, everyone at least got like, you know, an entree and one drink. That was basic. But throughout the whole night, the other end of the table with like the dudes and their girls, like they ordered themselves like maybe two or three spicy margs and like all the, they like the, that side of the table was going crazy while our side of the table, we were just on some calm shit. And then when the bill came, came to split it, it was like, all right, everyone pays 50 bucks. And I was like, all right, hold on. <laughs> I was like, wait, a minute. I was like, wait, luckily in that situation, someone like put it all on their credit card and he was kind of on our side of the table. He's just like, yeah, you're good, bro. Just pay me. You don't have to pay me 50. Like we'll get it sorted out. But like, if I wasn't 
if that guy wasn't there, I would have been that dude in the story, like standing on the table being like, hold on. I didn't, I didn't eat all this. Well, that's the thing. Like if you're, if it's just one person, mm. and Khalil was saying this earlier, we were talking about this. You're not the asshole, but you're that guy. Mm. And to be that guy, you might as well be the asshole. Yeah. Yeah. Point. Not that guy. You're not that guy. Pal. It's basically one and the same at that point. That's how everyone's going to view you. Even if you are on the right. You just got to eat it at that point. Like you, you bought into the experience. Stand your ground. Stand your ground because that's you making a decision. Sometimes being an adult means being like not being cool and not being in, you know, the majority decision. Some sometimes you have to make a decision for yourself. Damn, that's super real. Sometimes <laughs> being an adult means you're not cool. Yeah, yeah. On that on that note of uh, being an adult, um, actually, so when things just got real for me because uh, my landlord just gave me my uh, lease renewal. And I was like, wow, it's really, really almost been a year that I've kind of been out here. And the thing is, I moved out here pretty late after I graduated college because of the pandemic. So it's been a kind of a while since I've been out of college. And it just made me mad introspective. So I just want to ask you guys, like you guys are, I'm the, you guys are the elder statesmen here. I'm actually, I'm the baby here <laughs> a year, a year back, but you guys are two years out now. Any, any life updates? How how was life adjusting out of college for you guys? How, how did that first year differ from where you guys are right now? Is that something you guys think about? Or are you just like cruising, just going? No, I've definitely thought about it. I felt like the first year was just about kind of getting in the groove of adulting, like getting used to your routines, like paying bills, being on top of your responsibilities and everything. And then the second year became more about like, all right, I'm now on my schedule. What else can I fit in that I can like start to do on my own? So then it turned into activities that I'm able to get into. Granted, that was far more limited, just given with the pandemic being our second year. But even then, like I was able to get into boxing and just like start other different things and get into golf a little bit and just find different hobbies and stuff and start to explore things that I've always wanted to do. That's something that, I, that I've been able to do and have a bit more freedom with in my second year. And that's continued to expand as we get into further years too now I'm thinking about travel real estate so on and so forth real estate you're thinking real real estate wow plan, i would say for me as in the first year as we were acclimating to this once like the new like because there's excitement once you get a job and once you start working there's excitement about getting into that situation, learning everything, getting your, you know, adding value. But once you get acclimated there, there's a, there was a moment for me where I thought, damn, I need to do this every morning, five days a week for a lot of years. X amount of years. Yeah. Yeah, like, <laughs> that was a tough moment because in college you have, you have Thanksgiving break where you get, you know, at Syracuse, we got a week and a half, you know, or something like that. You get, winter break where you get a whole month and then summer that's like two or so months and now once you have a job you have to do that every single day there's you have to plan your days off which i'm gonna put that off and that's not really to that's that's to my detriment yo that was a big year one thing for me too i feel like ever ever since i started working now i'm on like this soapbox and i'm like yo like we need a structural change to the work week four days there's no reason people are working friday we'd be more productive if it was four days and it's like now i'm just i feel like i'm just like dang i I'm like really five days a week i gotta wake up this early i'm not gonna be back till this late it's like a lot it's a lot, it's a lot to yeah it's a lot to like take in and like really 
you come to that point like where you accept that and and it sounds like i'll be a dramatic even but like no you really do have to like accept that, that i mean it's mad real now the majority of our lives is like consists of work the majority of the hours that we, we spend week in week out are usually spent working yeah and it makes you think back to college where you know i kind of like admire that person because it was, college is so unrealistic you're yeah, all, all yeah. on campus you're all in this little world and you're all in this mindset together that this is what we like you could sleep till 12 o'clock every single day or at least monday and friday you know like that just yeah, that yeah. doesn't happen anymore so once you snap to reality and you're in the real world and you have a job it all changes and it makes you it makes you appreciate that time you had in college more so see to me the the big thing was there's a lot of hidden costs of being an adult and like money is so fake like it comes and goes so quickly like i remember when i was young getting 20 bucks like if i was like 12 and i found 20 bucks on the floor i'd feel rich like finding 20 bucks now i'm like man this is this will be this will be gone real quick it just you put it, i don't you know put it's it just like, down, you're like <laughs> yeah it's just such like a different burn level when it comes to like your finances and i think especially with young people like us like my first job i was that was like the bare minimum that was like 40k and i was out here trying to live and it's totally different worlds and i have like a little more money than that it's just like how was i actually being a human being and like doing stuff and i think that's a huge adjustment for people our age yeah michael you had a very i feel like your transition was pretty different from the rest of us yeah for me it was kind of like when I when I get introspective and think about things, the thing that always like stuck out to me with having to go to basic and then being in schools and training, and then just now this year, I'm two years out, I started my actual real job, being a platoon leader in April, beginning of May. But I always had this like picture in my mind where I found enjoyment from what I'm doing as I'm not just another college grad going and working a 40 to 60K job sitting at a desk from nine to five. Say my name, bro. Say yeah, my name. Tell, tell us how you feel. Attack <laughs> everyone in this room. <laughs> I get what you're saying, though. You feel like... Yeah, no, I, I get what you're saying. I'm doing something different, and I'm doing things where it's very tangible, where, like, the effort I put in, like, whatever comes out of that is a direct reflection of how well I did that, right? And other jobs have that, too. Like, those... The, the jobs I just kind of shit on. <laughs> you still have that, like those tangible things where you like your success is directly correlated to how well you worked and worked with others. But it, it's interesting, like being able to just, yeah, I have really shitty hours. Like on Monday, I got to wake up at 3 a.m. to be like, get on base and be ready to go at like 5 or 6 a.m. to go out and be in the field all week. But when I think about it, it's like I'm doing something different. And there's people out there, too, that are also college grads, but they're like their career is different. Maybe they're like an engineer working in a, like a lab like or a doctor or a nurse where they're very hands on with people. And like those are tangible results. Like they, they see directly what their work is doing. And so I, when I think about it, I think. You know, there's that overarching question for everybody that's in service. It's like, oh, how long are you going to stay in? How long are you going to stay in? And the question I, I, the answer to that is usually, for me at least, when I think about it, is like when I don't enjoy what I'm doing anymore. When the difference in the career path, it just turns into like everything else. 
And then on the other introspective thing, I know I don't know if this is something you guys have ever thought about. Something that my cousin told me. This was like eight years ago now, or something like that. He graduated from Notre Dame, and we were talking, hanging out because I was down in Texas visiting family. And he's like, "Yeah, I I just realized it hit me that I've been out of college longer than I was in college." And that's something that I sit back and think about every, like every once in a while it pops in my head. And I'm thinking about when I hit that point, I was like, where am I going to be at in life? And I'll be like, like, damn, I'm old now. And it's, I mean, that's like, not, that's not too far away. That's coming up. I mean, college was only four years. So oh, yeah. <laughs> four years is a long time though. I mean, time starts to move faster or moves faster when you're an adult. And I feel like four years can really fly by. I think that's a good perspective from Michael though, because I don't know if you have an out, but there's a time where you're going to transition away from that. And I think for us and these office positions, it's kind of, it's easier to get locked into what you're doing every single day. And it's harder to realize that you have an out, that there's a, there's a time limit for us too. See, to that point, I've, I've read a lot about how millennials and Gen Z, they are moving jobs at a lot higher rates than previous generations. So I feel like the younger generation is kind of tapped into that idea more of having that exit route and being like, if I'm not happy here in, you know, two, three years, you know, I'm going to leave versus generations before it was kind of more built in to be like, hey, I'm going to work here for my 40, 50 years and I'm going to get this pension. I'll move on. Nowadays, people are just like, man, screw that. If I could level up at the next company for X amount more, I'm going to go do that. You know? So I think it's definitely generational on at least that aspect. And this is also a total side note. And I want to hear you guys' opinions on it, but like, was anyone else blindsided by like health insurance? Health insurance is so fake. <laughs> I stay, I stay on my parents. I'm on my I still parents don't understand it. I don't understand <laughs> the idea of a deductible. I don't understand why am I paying X amount of dollars up until you help me. I'm never gonna hit that point. I mean, maybe never. I maybe I will. I'm like what? I, get, I, I, I remember it. with my first job, like I got it and it was all set up. And I was like, cool. And I went to the dentist. And at the end of the day, they were still like, okay, with everything subtracted X, Y, Z, if you want to do more work, it'll be $800. I'm like, what am I paying insurance for? Yeah. <laughs> what in the world? Exactly. Every yeah. single year it comes up to, there's like elections and you can renew or you can change your plan. And I procrastinate it until <laughs> as far as I possibly can, because I have no idea what I'm picking. You know, it feels like, I have to get lucky in the sense that I'll go to the doctor a lot, but in my life, that's not a good thing that I'm going to the yeah. doctor a lot, but that's when my plan is going to be effective, you know? So I'm just paying money and, you know, I have an HSA and I have all this money and I'm still, I don't even know what that means half the time. Yeah. So I'm, still, I'm still paying at my appointments, you know, like it's just, it's tough because I've never had exposure to this before and all these bills kind of pile up and they just, they take so much out of your paycheck too. That's going to be a brutal hit when that comes, because I don't got to pay for health care, right? Mm. In the Army, they cover everything for you? Some things, like contacts, you got to buy your own. Yeah, but like your check is your check. Yeah. Yeah, I look at my check, and it's like, we took out for this, 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 and I'll never even see that. And And you still got to pay. Am I the only person that's still on their parents? Uh, don't we have until we're 26? I, I was taking full advantage of that. I don't, no, I don't want to think about I that. Yet. I got kicked off. I got kicked oh. off. 
Wait, initially I was but the second job I got, that healthcare was low key a little better than my parents, so I did that. But now that I left that job, I'm, I'm back with my parents. Yeah, <laughs> so sure it's nice to you, and you know the reason we're filming this or recording this on a Saturday night is because our beloved Sean is going to law school tomorrow. So yeah, okay. shout out, Here's we have a lawyer on retainer. That's a, a blessing for us. In case you <laughs> debauchery. But you had an out, so that's great. I don't know, like, did you did that factor into your into your decisions, or like, how did that play? Like, the are you talking about in regards to like insurance and shit? I mean, I guess so. Which is like life in general. Like, oh, this is kind of like a a life off ramp almost. Um, not not that a life um, off ramp. Yeah, <laughs> not that that's not taking the exit right now. <laughs> Not that that was the reason I was uh, going to law school per se, but it is a uh, kind of an interesting thought to leave all of this behind. Almost like it's it'll be weirder because I won't have money, which is going to be the biggest change. Like I'll just get whatever is left from student loans and whatnot. You know, I'm sure yeah. you guys are familiar with the process, but I don't know. It's kind of refreshing that like my only job now will be school. Like all the time in my head that I feel in the regular work day that was like filled with work time. That's really just eight to five. And now that's like class time. I don't know. I feel like being outside of school has opened my mind up to how much time there really is in a day. So I don't know. That's a hundred, hundred percent the truth. I mean, I was in college waking up at 10 a.m. was brutal. I did not. <laughs> like, that was yeah. at 10 a.m. You wake up at 10 a.m. and you have hardly anything to do that day. And you're yeah. like, damn. <laughs> like, I, I remember I, I had a 12.30, like, science lab, and I was late every day because I couldn't get up in time. It's just <laughs> stupid. It's just a, it's yeah. a joke, really, but it's the reality. Yeah, I'm just sad. Sean, it's not gonna be. It's not gonna be like that in grad school. I've heard grad school is a little bit more intense than that. But law school, law school, bro. Oh, yeah, law school. Yeah, Sean's gonna be yeah, head yeah, down. You school. will not hear from him. <laughs> yeah, I don't. I, I've heard. I don't. Some people told me that it's a lot of hype around the uh, law schools, like a grind for three years. I don't. I really don't know what to believe because obviously I've never. <laughs> no, been I, law school. I hope that's true for you, man. But well, I was gonna ask you as well. Like, do you feel? Like now having worked and having the perspective of having worked for a couple of years, do you feel like now you're going to appreciate just being in school and like learning and like being back in the classroom or not so much? Oh, definitely. I, I think so. Definitely. Because at least for me, I'd say like half the things I would work on, like throughout my work life, I like didn't really care a whole lot about. Like it was cool, but I wasn't like, damn, this is what I'm trying to do right now at least for like law school and this, there'll be interesting subjects. Like, yeah, it'll be a little difficult, but these are all things I signed up for. Like, yes, I signed up for a job and X, Y, and Z, but like at the end of the day, I sign up for an opportunity to get paid, not really what you're trying to make me do. So it's like the difference between doing something voluntary and involuntary, you know? Yeah, that's a, that's a good point. And I think in this now that we work all the time, we work every day, it's hard to find times to learn things outside of that. You have to be really deliberate when you're trying to learn. And so it makes you appreciate something like undergrad or law school now where you're going to have an opportunity to just learn all the time. You know, like I, that's something personally that I miss. I love to learn things and I try to get it 
and maybe podcasts or here and there, but it's not, you know, it's, you learn all the time in college. That's one thing I did learn actually that I would say in my first year is that at this point, I still definitely feel like I'm a student. Um, like I've been, t- I try to take like classes and just like online things to try to pick up knowledge. And it's tough because you have to find time to do it after work and after work, you're already tired. So like, yeah, and I think that goes, you know, to show in life in general, like you can never stop learning no matter how old you are. There's always going to be something new to learn about and have to deal with as the world just continues to evolve. So always got to be students of something. Yeah, but Sean, so next year you're going to be in law school, but you, the rest of you guys, is that um, is that something you guys have given given thought about? Like what, what you're trying to do next year, plans you plan well, that far ahead? To that point, you know, we're at a couple of years at these jobs that we started at. And once you're a couple of years in, you're very comfortable. You know, the first year is all about acclimating. It's all about learning your routine and like the schedule and everything. But after a couple of years, you kind of get comfortable and you start to think about the next opportunity. So my perspective has changed from, you know, this is my routine every day to what's next. How can I continue to advance, you know? And that's a conversation that people have around you. You see people leave at work and that makes you think about things. Um, and your your perspective really just changes. I think perspective is the biggest thing. After a couple of years, you, you just have a different mindset, a different goal, you know? So you're working towards something else. But I feel like you got to give yourself a little bit of credit for that too. I feel like there are some people who come up on maybe like the same type of time in their career that you're at now and they're kind of not thinking about like what's next. They're just... I guess to that point too, like neither way is right or wrong, you know? You never know what's, what it's going to amount to. And that's the biggest thing about as we start to get out into life, like all of our paths will just start to diverge. And so what's right and like what really matters to us will start to change. And as a result, the things that we value and the things that we focus on versus the things that we just kind of follow the flow with and just follow emotion will start to really show. And that will kind of help us differentiate ourselves. I think that's so important because we have people like around us who are ambitious and have lofty goals and want to do this, this, and this. That informs my perspective. You know, like I, I want these things for myself too. So after a couple of years, you start to you start to get comfortable and you need a new challenge. And that can come in all different ways, but there are people around you who are seeking certain things. So that makes you want that as well. On that point, Nick, I think there's a difference between being comfortable in what you're doing and being complacent. Because mm-hmm. what I've learned so far, these two years being out of college, like in college, I was very complacent with what I was doing because I just wanted to sit there and enjoy what I was doing but wasn't really ambitious or anything. There's a difference between with enjoyment from your job, you get comfort, you're comfortable around the people you work with, you enjoy what you're doing. Then there's the difference of going to work, you have a routine and that's just your life. You're complacent with what you're doing rather than having goals and have being ambitious about trying to go do something that you think about, you have a dream about. And if you get caught in complacency, then you're just stuck. And it's really hard to get out of that sometimes. I think that's a really good point. There are a lot of people who kind of, who get stuck to that point and get comfortable just kind of letting life happen. Um, And I think to the bigger point of being an adult and learning how to live your life, and you need to be surrounded with people who want to do things and want to accomplish things for themselves. 
And that's where you sort of differentiate. You don't let life happen, but you make things happen, you know? And I think that's a huge differentiator. A yeah. huge differentiator. I would also just say too, like to that point though, we definitely, and I don't think we are by any means, but you definitely can't discount. And this is something that I've realized, you know, now just being out in adulthood, how hard it is to really hone in on what you want to do. Like, and for some people that is very easy and straightforward. And it's like, I've known I want to do this my whole life. Um, and it's just fulfilling me now. But I feel like for a lot of people and for most of us, personally too, yeah, like, um, and I don't really know exactly what I want to do. I don't know what's going to really scratch an itch for me. And I don't know what that itch is, but to that, to that end, I'm just doing something right now just to kind of, you know, fulfill some certain points and put me in a good spot to propel myself. But like, sometimes I feel complacent and I don't know, like, I feel bad about that because I don't know what I want to do. And I don't know how to like get to that point, to that event. Well, once you graduate, you're supposed to get a job. So yeah. that's to that, to your point, we, we focus on getting a job. And a lot of times the job that we get is not something that we want to be doing, you know, for a long time, but you need to get a job. And to that point, that's another big thing about this whole idea behind adulting is, is that sometimes what you want to do might change or, you know, you get these majors and it sounds really good in theory and in school and first day of on the job at something in your major. And you're like, wait, this kind of sucks. And, you know, I feel like that's a big part about adulting is coming to terms with that and being able to say like, Hey, I know I have X, Y, and Z background. I did this, but if I don't like it, I'm going to have to make a, a switch because it's either working somewhere you don't like and the mental effects with that, or, you know, you might lose money chasing something else. So I think making that decision is something that just comes with more life experience and more stress testing with what you like and don't like. In terms of, in terms of like non-career oriented kind of things you guys are thinking about for the next year, like goals that you guys might set. In terms of that, uh, are you talking about like, like when are you going to get a kid and stuff? Cause I know people <laughs> who like, I know people who like try to time that shit out. Like, Oh, by the time I'm 28, I'm going to get married and X, Y, Z. That's crazy to me because I, I can't even think as far as into the next year, let alone like, yo, I'm going to be 30 and make sure I have a kid. That's a lot. No, I don't think it can, it can be life like that. Right. You know what I'm saying? Quickly, I mean, yeah, I agree with you. You can't really plan life like that. But it could I mean, be it could be other it could be other things too. It could be um, like oh maybe in the next year you're planning to. Ma- I mean, are any of you guys planning on moving well, locations? I think or? I was, I was going to say exactly that. I think that's, that's, a, that's an off uh, plan. Yeah. And I was just on the earlier point too. Like, let's not discount the fact that yes, you can do full planning in your life if you want to. Some people really have their life laid out like to a no, T. You're, you're right. If they have yeah. someone who's on the same page as them to like achieve their goals, you know, whether that is kids, whether that is starting a family or on like a, you know, on a more singular level, like whether that is career pursuing and like uh, buying certain things and being in certain places at a certain point in your life, like people can really target that stuff. I think that just goes back to the point again of really honing in and knowing what you want. Can I, can I rephrase what I said? Yeah. No. I, I, <laughs> You should, uh, or maybe 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 a, a clarification you should definitely plan having a child <laughs> like that's not something that you can just I, like happen to you should definitely plan having a kid yeah 
Good, good advice, my Brian. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> All right, guys. Well, moving on to the last segment of the show, we're going to do down bad. So is there anybody, it could be anybody in the universe. Uh, it could be a celebrity. It could be a friend of yours. It could be a family member, but is there anybody? Can I go first? Yes, please do. Can I go first? Because uh, hand up, my my damn down bad is me. Uh, my last 24 hours were were tough. And for, for those wondering, the definition I'm using for down bad is the second one in Urban Dictionary. If someone is down bad, then they are at one of their lowest points. This could be financially, or if he's just mad horny, or if they're just depressed. <laughs> So that's the working difference was not was not mad horny last night, but let me explain let me explain to you um, the last 24 hours I had. So I had a friend uh, out of town come over and they took some like professional headshots because like I said, you know, we're going to law school. I'm going we're going to law school. Uh yeah, since uh we're going to law school. And then she was going to go eat some dinner with friends and I was going to meet up with them later that night. So tell me why, as soon as she left, like an hour, it, Khalil's asking she, yeah, I, I have, I have, I have uh, lady friends. Um, she took the pictures and then she left to dinner an hour after that. Tell me why the person I went to the Yankees game with on Monday, Monday texted me and was just like, yo, me and my two other friends feel really sick. We've been sick all week and we just tested positive for COVID like no. tonight. I'm talking like this is fr- this is what time is it? 820, maybe, maybe like 24 hours ago. Exactly. And then I'm just sitting there like, damn, like we definitely kicked it. We shared beers like we were kicking it all on Monday. So Khalil, that's why I texted you about a COVID test, because the next hour I was anxiously looking for the first place I could do a rapid test. Yeah. I, woke, I woke, Wait, what? Did you get a rapid test? Yeah, so I woke up at 8 a.m. today <laughs> on Saturday, got a rapid test. I tested negative, which thank God, because like I'm, I'm moving tomorrow. I have an orientation next week. If I had to cancel my next five to 10 days, that would have been awful. But my dad- to our apartment tonight. <laughs> yeah, but it doesn't stop there because when I was getting my diagnostic tests, they said I have a low heart rate. How did they get that from a COVID test? Well, no, they did the COVID test and then they also did like a blood test. Not blood test. Oh, yeah, they always do a check Yeah, yeah, they they check your stuff. Yeah, Yeah, and they said my heart rate was low and I've heard that before and that typically happens and like if you like work out or you're an athlete, your heart rate is going to be lower than average. And I told her that and she said, I get that, but these are like really low. Like if you were, if you were an Olympian low and I was just like, oh, that's a little weird. So they gave me an EKG and they're like, it's not, I shouldn't be worried about it because if it was like actually a problem, I'd be like passing out and whatnot. But she printed it out and was just like, just go get it looked at by a cardiologist just to see why that's the problem. So I went from in, in 24 hours, I went from potentially having COVID to uh, potentially having something wrong with my heart rate. I don't know. It's been a long 24 hours. Rate of an Olympia. Sure. Or, yes, Benzo. I just have a superb heart rate. So I don't you know. Def- you definitely don't have COVID? Definitely don't have COVID. <laughs> Important. 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 
But yeah, I, that all that just to say that I'm I'm very down bad these 24 hours. So that's not down bad, bro. You just had a like a subtle flex about how you're built different. Yeah. <laughs> no, I might I might have a heart problem. When I was you, an Olympian. Sorry, I was maybe having a heart problem. Oh, down bad. Sorry, bro. <laughs> I'd say I I feel down bad. So thank, I'm glad you guys don't, but I feel down bad. All right. Well, my down bad this week is Dennis Schroeder, free agent Dennis Schroeder. <laughs> oh, my man turned down an eighty-plus million-dollar contract. He thought he thought he was getting more money out there in the market, and it turns out that my man might not even get picked up. It's looking dark for him. He might sign something, but it's definitely not going to be eighty million dollars. Did, did he turn down eighty million with the Lakers? Yeah. Yep. He turned down like a four-year or like three-year eighty-four million-dollar extension during the offseason. Now I doubt he'll get like half that. Why would yeah, he exactly. Why would that? Half that. Yeah. No. No he thought he. I think the contract he wanted was like a five year, like a hundred twenty five million or some crazy number, and then Lakers said nah, and then he said nah to their offer, and now he's he's down bad. He's definitely no, he's down. Nothing. Yeah, yeah, he's, yeah, he's down. He's definitely down bad. <laughs> if the Lakers had signed Dennis Schroeder, would they not have traded for Russell Westbrook? Um, that's a good question. I think so because the money wouldn't add up. Yeah, he's yeah, definitely yeah. gonna get signed and traded now, but I doubt it'd be for as much money as he thought he would get. No, nah, yeah, like you said, half that would be would be good for him. <laughs> I'm gonna end up at like the Timberwolves or something now. <laughs> yeah, they're up, Loki. <laughs> you should take a pay cut to stay. Honestly, I would. I wouldn't mind Dennis Schroeder to be a Laker again for yeah. match. <laughs> <laughs> it has to be match. It has to be match. <laughs> yeah, call him up and tell him. Sam yeah, right. it's funny because you're talking about our adulting conversation and you're like yo we should take a pay cut <laughs> <laughs> cannot afford a pay cut all right nick who do you who do you who do you have that's down bad down bad is myself um, <laughs> oh, a lot of people <laughs> down bad this week i feel you bro i was scrolling through twitter and i noticed that today the first saturday of august um, as we sit here recording is National Taxpayer Appreciation Day. I I mailed in my taxes, physical, a physical copy of my taxes, express mail, one day, right? That's one day delivery in April, early April. <laughs> and I have heard nothing, absolutely nothing from the IRS. And to tack on to that, I never got a stimulus check because I was like a dependent. But now through this tax return, I was supposed to recoup all of the stimulus checks that I missed. So there's a good chunk of change that's supposed to be coming my way. But as far as I know, the IRS has not even received my taxes. So I'm pretty much shit out of luck. I don't really, you know, and today on Twitter, tax, Taxpayer Appreciation Day is like slap in the face. So I'm down bad. You know, do you feel underappreciated? I feel underappreciated yet yeah, to start. I feel broke too. If I'm <laughs> you feel unnoticed. Yeah, all, all the above, really. I call the IRS and they're like, if you mailed in a physical copy, like you can't talk to us. So like they hang up. So, oh man. Also, there's no there's nothing that you can do. Just yeah, if, if if any listeners have insight here, like just send it my way or send it to the podcast, but I'm I'm down pretty bad. Yeah, and if any listeners know a cardiologist, let me know. If you can kill two birds with one stone, like we're all here. <laughs> Yo, Khalil, Khalil, who do you have down bad? 
Um, so let me start by saying it's not myself, but um, a little bit from left field here, but Kelly Clarkson is actually down bad right now. And let me tell you why. So a little bit of a somber note, but she's actually going through a divorce right now. And she actually just got ordered to pay nearly $200,000 out to her ex-husband, Brandon Blackstock, which is not crazy. You know, there's some like spousal support is definitely a real thing and there's nothing wrong with that. But he is a talent manager and he makes $1.4 million. It's estimated yearly. Um, and so it's another thing when you're paying someone who already makes a lot of money and I'm sure she doesn't feel happy about that, but to her credit, she's really just focused on the kids right now, which is the most important thing. Um, <laughs> yeah. so she makes I a lot of money too, though, you know? Yeah. I, I was about to say it sounds bad, but I feel like they're like, you... they're trading pennies between the two of them. Yeah. Yeah. Maybe. It's yeah, just people, nice. people don't exactly seem to be happy about it either, but she's keeping it focused on the right things. Was, was <laughs> Kelly Clarkson the slashed his slashes tires and all four wheels? Was no, that that's Carrie Underwood, right? Oh fuck! Yeah, Carrie. Right. Yeah. So he's good. I mean, he may not still be good, but that song was definitely. <laughs> 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 all right, Mike. Who do you have down bad? Well, luckily, I just thought of something different for down bad because I was going to do myself. I was going to tell a story about when I was down bad. But <laughs> Why do we have so many people down bad on the pod? Yeah, we're talking about yeah, tough few days. It was oh, tough few days of the pod. No, no, no. This was like a, the story I was going to tell was from like last year. I don't know if you guys want to hear it, but my down bad is going to be uh, <laughs> is going to be USA track and field. So track and field USA, we are up in some points. Like, I don't know if you guys saw, but Allison Felix just became the most medal U.S. track athlete of all time. But I'm talking about the men's four by 100. This was absolutely, I'm not going to say it was tragic. We were calling the basketball team a couple of weeks ago frauds and they ended up winning the tournament as expected, right? That's the standard. But these guys, like USA, the 4 by 100 is like, come on, this is, we should be, if not gold medaling, silver. And these guys didn't even make it to the final race because they dropped the baton in a preliminary round. Like, they how bad? Yeah, no, they how dropped bad. it. You didn't hear about that? That's Bush League. I heard it was an embarrassment, but I didn't hear they dropped the baton. That's Bush League. Yeah. That's a DQ, they no? Yeah, That's like, they're in. Yeah, they're done. And I don't know, like... A lot of people probably want to just point at the a- athletes and be like, what's going on here? But like, you got to put the blame on the coaches because a baton handoff, maybe it doesn't go well, but like those athletes at that level should be able to just figure it out. And even in the middle of a race, yeah. I was thinking about that. Um, Cause I, I did, I, I read that. And I saw that as well, but like how many times do you think they executed that to perfection in practice? Like exactly. I, the way I thought about it, I was like, man, they probably thought they had that down to a T. Yeah. And then, this, and then, I mean, the Olympics, you got one shot and then it just, it just didn't go well. Yeah. And like, sometimes it's just always like, it's a bad day. And it's like that point zero 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 one chance or 1% chance that it does drop. Even if, you know, you might practice and be good at it. The other 99.999% of time, like there's always that possibility something doesn't go right, you know? So. 
They could have yeah. also not practiced at all, though. <laughs> true, it's true. Been, like, I was wondering, because, like, in, yeah. in practice, would you just work on everybody being faster as opposed to – you have to work on the transition, right? Oh, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. as an Olympian, we shouldn't discount everything that they do. It's got to be meticulous. Yeah, it's got to be. Because your individual training is your – like, that's your training. When yeah, you it's everything. Team event in track and field, all you're doing is practicing that coordination. See, what if they only practice that on, like, full trial runs? Like, they only practice handoffs when they're doing, like, an actual – like, I don't know what the term for it is, but, like, a scrimmage run? I believe – I would Like, when they that. actually practice – I've never ran track in my life, so if this sounds stupid, let me know, but – like, what if they, like, their practices are just consisted of, like, what Nick said, getting faster and maybe, like, endurance stuff that they maybe only practice it uh, every, like, scrimmage run, which is ever so often. I don't know. We're out here talking about the minutiae of <laughs> baton handoffs. I mean, that's what it came down to, though. That's what it came down to. They lost. Yeah. You dropped the baton. Like, that's... I mean, whatever way you slice it. The four by hundred relay team was definitely still down bad. So any, any shout outs? I have some cleanup to do from a few weeks. I just want to say that uh from last week, um, everyone really did want to go to the Lakers. You know, I said Dwight and Mello, they're on the team now. We also got, you know, Kendrick Nunn, Malik Monks. So uh another uh prediction on our end. I also want to say uh you're welcome, Kevin Durant and Team USA. You know, I had to get on them after their first loss to France. I really, I really, you know, put my voice out them out there, and they felt slighted by that, and that that boosted them to a gold. So, you know, shout out, shout out my country, shout out Team USA. You're welcome, Kevin. I got you. I got you this time. And lastly, this is a throwback from I think that was the first episode, but I'm unbanned from Tinder now. So, you know, hey. things are looking up. Shout out. An important follow-up. Yeah, important, important follow-up. Um, yeah. yeah, just a, just a couple of quick shout-outs. Um, shout-out my mom and my sister. They've been listening to every episode, you know. Shout-out. I, I, I love hearing I love hearing the discourse on the background. I appreciate it. Yeah, we need that. And then uh, shout-out my nephew, too. It was his third birthday earlier this week. You know, you only get that once, so just keep it going. <laughs> Stay up. Dude dripped out. He's dripped out in some in some uh, some Jordan ones. Ones. Air Force ones. Okay, Chuck Taylor's. No. Any other wrap up? Yeah, I got I got a shout out. Phoebe holding it down for Paramount Plus. Appreciate her listening to every episode and uh, supporting. We love our listeners. Yeah. Best listeners in the world. I want to. Sh- well, last thing I want to shout out the Dallas Cowboys for uh, showing up. Okay, oh, right, cut it, cut it, cut it.
Two cause really I think I'm the shit You be talking about that money, money, he don't get it You be talking about the pussy, pussy, he don't hit it You be sucking dick, you be, you be sucking dick I've been eating my greens, I've been eating my kale All these niggas they chips, all these niggas they stale I'm so, I'm so hot, you think I was from hell I 